Infernomatic Productions. Ah, look. You're back in detention. Got it. But this time, you won't be throwing pencils up into the ceiling tiles the entire time. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horn. Your proctors expect you to be on your worst behavior as they give you remedial instruction in the history of hard rock and metal. You're going to school? Hey, settle down. Here's Verna Maddock and Ian O'Rourke with your rock and roll detention. Damn straight detention. Good evening, everybody. Verna Maddock here with you. And welcome to another edition of what we call Rock and Roll Detention. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, uh, Ian O'Rourke from the band Motorlord. Ian, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, brother? This is going to be a fun one for you and I. I know that. Oh, we're taking a deep dive, deep dive tonight into Van Halen's fourth album, Fair Warning. Uh, some call it, you know, a, a drop-off. In some circles, they call it their uh, best album. So what we're going to do tonight, we're veering away from our normal interview segments or the history of metal. And like the guy at the beginning said, it's just a deep dive into a particular subject. Sometimes it may be an album, maybe a band, maybe a tour, maybe a special event. So tonight it's fair warning. Again, the band's fourth album came out in 1981. The, the tour was uh, the pinnacle Really, I thought of their live performances. The stage was immense. Eddie probably had about, uh, you know, 50 more amps than he actually used or needed, but the imagery was there. Ian, let's get into this. Your initial thought of uh, Fair Warning, when did you get into it, and what's the highlight of it for you? You know, knowing songs from it, you know, especially thinking back to the early MTV days, seeing videos for, you know, Unchained and um, So This Is Love, stuff like that, you know, hear about it later, you know, the things that, you know, kind of were that live Oakland, you know, performance that they yep. had, the 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 monumental performance. Um, that was like knowing what the songs were, but I can remember actually buying the tape and I still have the cassette. And I was going to try to dig it out, but it's packed away in in storage. But that was one of those tapes I can remember first hearing Mean Streets, and I had never heard Mean Streets before. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is he doing with the guitar? And he comes in with that intro, and then it just comes in with that. It was just, wow, you know, and then, you know, you go through the whole the whole gummit of the album, you know, I think I had told you when we just, you know, started talking about doing this, this is one of those albums that secretly has crept up into my top album realm. You know, like I can't just have, you know, and all of them are, are my favorites, but like, you know, yeah. I always hang my hat on women and children first being like that for me was because it was a departure from the, the first two albums. Yeah. But this album is, if I had to write, it's like one A and one B, you know, because it's just, it's so good and it's so different than their usual material. And, you know, and everybody's always talked about it being a darker album and it is darker. It's, you know, we come to find out later, you know, it's definitely interpreted more from the inner pressures of what Eddie was facing himself. And it really kind of spit out some really quality material you know, yeah, okay, it didn't have the the California sunshine, you know, 
shtick that, you know, was in the, the first two albums, but it definitely was on the same path, I think, when it comes to the weight of the material that Women and Children first had. Yeah, it was, uh, one, it was a departure, you're right, from the first two. And even Women and Children first, we're here to talk about fair warning, but women actually leaned a little more towards the first two albums in the sense that they were still pulling stuff from the demos. Right. Now, this right. album, Eddie wrote it in a couple weeks. They came yeah. off tour, and he started scratch. And there really wasn't anything from outside of uh, the first track, uh, Mean Street. The uh, main hook of the song comes back from the uh, Voodoo Queen demo. Voodoo Queen. Right. But other than that, I'm sure you know there's other undocumented tidbits that came from you know previous years but sure. you know you mentioned fair warning it opens up and eddie doing that that it's not tapping but the uh you know well, it's he, a slapping like a like a like a jazz bass player yeah. yeah he's slapping and and just the way that it uh it fades in and then the dive bomb and the feedback and uh just the oh, yeah. power chord yeah, it's just to this day still makes those hairs on the back of my neck just stand up. Uh, let's talk Lee Roth. You know, this Ugh. was when Dave was, he was the lion in the fucking jungle. No one was cooler. Oh, the the no. imagery with the mane and just, and he ruled on this. And that song, Mean Street. And I know that you, I believe you said that you saw this tour as well, right? Mm -hmm. Fair warning. Yeah. Okay. So you can attest to it. I had a poster that was like five by eight or four by eight. I mean, it was huge. That was a panoramic shot from the side of the stage showing the entire fair warning backdrop. Alex's huge kit, Eddie with the white. Yeah. You know, uh, freaking, you know, outfit with the stripes, Roth with the freaking vest down with the leather chaps. And Michael Anthony on the other. I mean, it was just you saw it, and you're like, "Well, that's, let's be careful know. here because if you're talking leather chaps, that was Diver Down. Oh, okay. The assless right. leather chaps. They can't. Okay. They came around <laughs> okay. uh, in Diver Down. So there you. really wasn't a lot of media for Fair Warning. I don't right. recall any posters or. The only audio or video you had was the three, like you said, the three shots from Oakland. Oakland. And right. that's always, you know, a big controversy as to some people. And I've asked Greg Renoff on several occasions. He doesn't know if there's, you know, footage in the safe. and They're just holding I, out. But believe it I or not. It. What's that? I would love it. Yeah, I, I would love a pro shot. But believe it or not, they're, they don't think there is. And you think, why isn't there? Well, they're at the time, 1981, they're commissioned to film, you know, three videos. And that was film. That wasn't video. Three videos. But I'm going to tell you something, Ian. At the beginning of the Unchained video, you see this big lit Van Halen emblem. Oh, yeah. That Well, that came down at the end of Ain't Talking About Love that lit up the entire arena beyond belief. So right. if they're saying that they only shot video for three songs, which was that Unchained, 
So this is love and hear about it later. Then how do they have video footage of the end of the concert? Little, uh, you know, food for thought there. But in any of case, uh, Mean Street, a kick-ass, kick-ass opener. Uh, they played oh, yeah. it in concert and they dusted it off in the later tours with Wolfie on the last uh, two or three tours. And there's a great, great re-addition to the, um, you know, to the set. Uh, the second second track, Dirty Movies. Ooh, oh, God. So good. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. Um, just that, just the fake coming in with the, you know, the palms. Oh. Tell me that drum beat hasn't been sampled by every hip hop artist in the world too. You know, I mean, just the swing of the whole song has just got this. It's like you know, and and like you said with Roth, he comes in and the way that he spits out his words and the melodies that he manipulates around what the playing is that's going on with Eddie, and it comes in, you know, the whole thing with that, you know, it's just. It's dirty and just so, ugh, you know, there's such an intensity to it. And it's unlike anything that they had done before. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing with this album. You listen to this album and it's like Van Halen, but it's not as reminiscent, like you said, you know, those first three, because there was so much shared, you know, uh, symbiosis, you know, with the origins of those riffs. This was different, you know, and dirty. Oh, oh, just pure genius. Yep. Hauntingly beautiful. Oh, yeah. that, that slide, that slide guitar. And, yep. you know, he played this song on that SG in the studio. Cut the horn off. Cut, cut the <laughs> listeners. You know what an SG is, the guitar that Angus Young plays. And it has like the, uh, like the devil horns. This guy plays one, yeah. Yeah, well, Angus Young, yep. he's probably like the sure. most famous SG player. Oh, of course. And he Naomi, sawed yeah, yeah. off one of those hooks because he said he it got in the way. Yeah. Um, just, uh, get you know, hey, do you remember when that girl was prom queen? Ding, Oh, ding, no, the ding. next one. Oh, wow. Take it off. Take it all off. That's... Roth throwing a party right there. Yeah. That's that's what that is, you know. And uh, oh my god, these just the amazing. These guys did things so effortlessly, you know the 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 harmony vocals and the the riffing and the power and and the melodies, everything that just happened, and it was so great. And then you get through this song as it starts to fade out. Da, 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 da. Then you hear that. Then you hear the flanger flanger. echoing. But before we get to the next one, the one-two punch sequencing of Mean Street in the dirty movies. Oh, yeah. Just sets the table. Huge. And and then Sinner Swing. Yeah. And this, this is Eddie and Alex with that. They've got that timing vibe, you know, the way that they play, you know, that. Yeah. Uh, what are my notes on um just um oh it, it's just dark and it's just oh yeah Dave purposely using obscenities she looks so fucking oh, yeah. good fucking good you know um 
They weren't putting out singles, I don't think, with this album. <laughs> no. no um, uh, one of Eddie's most blistering solos. It was just... Um, oh, yeah. You know, th- these songs aren't long. This is like three minutes long, three and a half minutes yeah, it's, long. Yeah, it's a pretty quick album. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, in the... 309, uh, Center Swing is yep. 309. Actually, yep. the, the first two songs are the longest. And, you know, they're fair. Yeah. Uh, the, the, going back to Mean Street, some think it's mm-hmm. a deep cut, but, you know, if I would put it on my top 10 list of Van Halen songs all time. It's, oh, easy. Yeah. You know, but that came in at yeah. five minutes. Uh, Dirty Movies was four. So, yeah. um, well, it's just the when you listen, like you were saying, the blistering solo, you know, this is Eddie when he was expounding upon the tapping that he did. You know, you you saw him do it in live shots and concert. You know, you didn't hear it as much, you know, like even Women and Children First, it's a departure from the yeah. first two albums because he didn't do a lot of tapping. You know, like, I mean, the, the solo for Romeo's Delight, that's just him showing everybody, hey, look how fast this kid can play. I mean, mm-hmm. he just freaking tears through it. But this was him doing some of that, you know, double string jumping and, you know, the way that he was doing the stuff like that. And it sounds so chaotic, but it flows so methodical through that that solo. It's just freaking fantastic. And I was, when I went back, I think when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I had gone back and I'm like, you know what? I, I really want to listen to it again. And I was listening to it with headphones on and, you know how the classic Van Halen is. You get Ed in this year, and you get the reverb in this year, okay? And I'm sitting there listening, and I'm just concentrating on the way that he's playing. And, like, I'd always had, you know, certain things where it's like, ah, you know, the guitar sound sometimes on this album doesn't sound as blah, 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 blah. No, it's it's right where it's supposed to be. It's so sizzling hot when you listen to it. I was like, I was like, oh, my God. God, listen to that freaking tone. You know, so, I mean, this sizzling is... Sizzling hot. Ian O'Rourke oh, coined the term sizzling hot. And, oh, yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree Just more. Amazing. And you know what? The, yeah. the, the quick little fun fact, uh, you know, the original title was uh, Get Out and Push. Oh, really? And then they nice. changed it to Center Swing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well it's def it's definitely got the swing. Yeah, so uh so that one, two, three punch is uh it, it sets the tone and then but, go oh, ahead. But no, this here <laughs> uh, this yeah. is this is where it starts taking Van Halen to that majestic level. Yeah. To close out this side, man. Uh side tell us showing your age. But he's right. The end <laughs> of side one. Of uh, Fair Warning, the track, Hear About It Later. Uh, Now, this song, originally written on keyboard. Now, Yes. Oh, you can tell. Well, I can't tell. I was just going to ask you. I can't tell. I'm not a musician. And uh, now, Ian, why can you tell? So, one of the things that kind of gave it away from the beginning is when you listen to the chords that he's playing, 
Okay, so he does this arpeggiation, which is just when you hit hit the strings separately in a chord instead of bring you ring it out. Okay, so it goes do do but then it's the next set of chords that he uses. That those are that's a that's like a piano movement. Dun dun dun. Okay, okay. Sort of. It's just sort of like you know, um, it, going back to Van Halen to "Women in Love." Those melodic, yes. those melodic yep. openings, and yep. you know, the, 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 I'm sure later on in the Hagar years there was stuff that was similar to this, but you know, we're just worried about the six pack. You know, that's yeah, the Holy but, Grail. But this. These were, though, those songs, and I know that you and I have talked about this before, where by this album, they have a certain formula of particular types of songs that end up being what would be uh, not mimicked, but um, refreshed from album to album going forward. You started to see it a little bit with Women and Children First, uh, Simple Rhyme, mm-hmm. okay? The way that that song is, it's got that build, and it's got the, you know, it gets to that melodic spot in the end, or in the middle, and then it, you know, kicks back up again. This does, But it's too. all the, ch- yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. So this song is just so powerful in its simplicity, but its complexity at the same time, if that makes sense to you, because it's got so much going on and Roth with the, you know, I'm walking down, you know, fine. It's just, I love Alex, Alex with the the cowbell. And then you see the, the, the kinship. The only brothers with a musical sense is rhythmically. Yeah. Yeah. They're in that pocket. And it's just uh, so again, listeners, if you haven't seen this and who hasn't seen it now, if you're listening to this, you know, you're diehard Van Halen fan. uh, It's one of those three fair warning live videos and um, just brutal. Such a great. And the first side, by the time it's done, you're like, wow, what's the next side going to bring for me? Yeah, and there's and, no skippers. It's not like, no. you know, because no. there there's no skippers. So then all of a sudden, you no. know, you flip the platter well, back in the day or you flip yep. the tape and yep. uh unchained. Oh. Uh, um one of the one of the granddaddy riffs of all time. Yes. Yes. Really. And I was just watching a video tonight, a new released video of Eddie um explaining these are the later years this was like a year or two or three before he passed and he's holding one of his guitars and he was demonstrating patented guitar applications that he has where the retractable nut on the back so he could oh the, you know you could change tuna yeah yeah yes. yep. and um yep. eddie uh i love the, 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 this riff uh the song was voted number one van halen song by fans uh, and the Inside Magazine, their official fan club uh, publication, show opener. They, oh, I, I've yeah. seen them open with this song several times. Uh, it's yep. just, again, another one of those hair on the back of your neck stander uppers. The sheer power of the song. Remember, 
1981. Okay. So they're coming out with this song the same year that Sabbath has mob rules, you know, and, you know, you've got all of these new wave of British heavy metal bands doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Van Halen comes out with this song. And again, basically putting their stamp saying, we rule the top of the mountain. Sorry, you're not getting past here. I mean, it's just thunderous. You know, the drop D makes it even heavier to for him to be playing that riff and you're hitting those palm mutes. And that's the best part about when you hear the live versus the studio. The studio, the palm muting is kind of got that blend of the flange over the top of it. You know, you get that flange on it. Oh. When, they're, when you see it live, I mean, it hits you right in the chest, you know, and you're like, man, this guy is just a monster. And, you know, the, the simplicity of the groove between the, you know, the, what Alex is doing and what Michael's doing, Michael's just riding that footnote, just, you know, until he's got to do little passages in between for the, you know, the changes. It's just a, it's a well-crafted genius song because there was nothing like it. No, at the time. I mean, you could say that with just about every one of theirs, but nothing like it. Well, two things. All. Eddie went on record to say, uh, "Unchained." Uh, it's it's rare that I can listen back to one of my own playing and get goosebumps. Well, <laughs> that song's one of them. In in the middle part, I think I got him. This is what oh. makes Van Halen Roth era magic. The Roth oh, yeah. middle part where they, you know, they slow things down and it's like, you know, yeah, he's clowning and goofing around, but that's what, that's what Van Halen Roth was. That's what made it magical. You know, the, where they slow it down and he, uh, Ted Templeman through the master control. Come on, Dave, give me a break. Now, was it scripted? Was it spontaneous? I think a little bit of both, but the point being it, it, it worked, it fit. And it was uh, magic. So the, you know, and one last little point on this was, you know, we had talked about, you know, Van Halen in the past and one of the magical parts of, you know, with Dave, with the helping of the crafting of the, of the songs or the way that the songs kind of flowed together, he had always imparted the fact that, you know, it's got to get people out on the dance floor. It's got to have movement to it, you know, because yeah. that's, what's going to pull people in. Okay. Yeah. You listen to, you know, the drums and the bass are pretty straightforward driving, but the riff that Eddie plays, you know, under the vocals, it's got that, you know, you can see people, you know, put it on a clean guitar with some, you know, funk bass behind it. And all of a sudden it's a different song. Oh, So yeah. they, they always had this in their minds mm-hmm. with everything that they did. So that was great. Now, we jump ahead. Yeah, the 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 sixth song. Doom, 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 doom. Some call it a love song, a ballad, Van Halen's <laughs> attempt at uh, reggae. But uh, push comes to shove. Uh, the lyrics are great here. The oh. the guitar. It's a you know a a slow burner, if you will. And Dave's the the reflections. Uh, push comes to shove. Some people live apart. They'll break your heart. So damn easy. You know, do, 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 do. It's one of those songs, honestly, a couple of years ago, I was um, at work 
And I played it like four times in a row because it's because it's, it's just that good. Yeah, you stop it. It goes on a journey. Uh, what do you think of push comes to shove, Ian? You know, um, the one thing that, that this album has always imparted in me was it's got that dirty street kind of thing to it. You know, Women and Children First still had a little bit too much sunshine. This was walking down the street in New York City. You know, it's that funky. It's just, and everything about it. And then that breakdown for the solo. Push, shout. And then. He just those freaking fleet fingers. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you hear ever? uh, Just uh, where'd I hear it? Either with Rosen or Steve Rosen or something. The 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 solo of um of Push Comes to Shove. Mm -hmm. Eddie did it, you know, fifteen twenty times. And Templeman just, you know, said, "Listen, we got a break for the night because we're just not getting it." And I had some notes. They called it a day. Eddie returned to the studio that night and played it again, the same way he had done earlier that day. The next day he played it to Templeman and the producer loved it. So (laughs) the point being, maybe um, they tried it too many times and didn't even know what they had on the ears. Yeah. Didn't even hear what they had, but uh, absolutely love that song. Push comes to shove the sixth track. Now, the seventh track, uh, killer of a song. It ended up being called So This Is Love, but the original working title was uh, Flesh and Blood. Really? Yeah. Michael and Alex on display on this one. It's just got that, you know, it, it's very reminiscent of uh, Old Grand Funk Railroad, which was a band that they loved from their from their cover days mm-hmm. and uh it's got that same kind of you know that groovy you know shuffle to it and it's just moves right along and the vocals you know again you got the you know so this is love Ooh, i need your love and it's just roth you know spitting it out going out my way no my way around the grass is never greener and there's oh the lyrics around. no but you're right alex and uh alex and mike you know they're they're Bass drum boogie attack. You know, they're the, oh, you know, like they're having their own party back there. Ed's just yeah, doing are. what he does. Dave's with nope. doing is doing what he does. And here's a little trivia for for you, Ian. Uh, yeah. What 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 gift did the uh, city of Oakland give Dave in in that song from the live oh, video? Yeah. I got my brand new Oakland scarf right here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's that that, that right there. That's um. Oh, and I love the video, the the solo he does. Yeah, man. You know, and he, he like yeah, extends man. it. There's not a lot of pro audio of live Van Halen. There's tons of bootleg stuff, but right. that and that mixed down Showtime audio from the Us Festival. That's the only real, oh, yeah. that's the only yeah. real um, properly mixed live Van Halen with yeah, Rob. I was trying I was trying to think about it when we talked about that before. I have to, I'd have to research. You know, remember when they did that lost weekend with Van Halen on the 1984 yeah. tour, 
and you had a contest winner that went backstage and party. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff that they shot, but I don't remember how much of stuff they might've actually recorded, but that would be pretty cool. If there yeah. was something from them, because there's gotta be at least a one or two gems on there. Oh, but. Oh, yeah. let's see. We finish off with, uh, you know, the a double decker. Yeah. What is this? What it's Sunday afternoon in the park, a little noodling synthesizer ad being all, you know, crazy. And then, uh, Going into um, one foot out the door. Putting out the door. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Sunday and afternoon in the park. Look at my notes. Um, yeah. Used a cheap um, micro synthesizer. Yeah. This, this is uh, two minutes of auditory gore whose place is puzzling on the album. Wow. Yeah. Some of those uh, critics weren't too impressed. Uh, Listen, what'd you I think re- of this? I, I, I remember, you know, thinking, you know, it's like, Jesus, I go, it's, it's, it's still dark. Like the album is, you know, I mean, it's got that dark. Yeah. It was different not hearing his guitar cranked, but he may have recorded this the same way that he did. Um, and the cradle will rock, you know, for all we know, it could have been cranked through his marshals in the studio. Do you know, It's got such a growl to it. And then he gets into that little riff at the end where it's, you know, keeps going, wow, 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 wow. And he's slowing down the the sequencer, you know, and it gets that deeper growl to it. And then it comes in with that, bat-a-dum, 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 bat-a-dum. it's that funky, and it's Alex kicks in with the drums and, you know, Michael joins along and it just <laughs> rides through to the end of the album. Sunday afternoon in the park, they played it live yeah. on the tour. They played oh, okay. her uh, uh, Sunday afternoon in the park, and Eddie did the keyboards. It, you know, right, he, right, right, right. He had that little, little, little setup. Just and, a little, yep. Yeah, just uh, and it segue. Yeah, like you're saying, segueing right into one foot out the door. And it's just that one is a you know, it's got that up tempo burner kind of feel, but it's set with a synthesizer. You know, rocking along with the bass and the drums, and Roth just you know spit you know. Again, continuing with that darker lyrical content, you know, it's about some guy that was, you know, screwing around with some chick, you know, and she just happens to be married, yeah. you know, telling me, oh, his company, your husband's coming home. Well, yeah, he's you know? talking about, yeah, you know, got one <laughs> foot out the door the and, uh, oh yeah. Um, but the, uh, again, the solo, you know, again, is, you know, Eddie, that departing, that parting shot from him to say, I'm still the guitar god here. And he just, you know, I mean, it's all just blazing. Yeah. I, you know, I, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I really have no problem with any of the songs on this album, even the synthesizer songs. No, they're not. Um, they're really not synthesizer songs. No, they're, not like we would think. Yeah. Right? They're just, you know, you know, it's four, two songs equaling four minutes. I, you know, I would trade those two songs in for a better full real song to tell you the truth, you know, um, or squeeze them both together and then put one more song at the end. We love them because you know, they're the end of the album. We're so used to that sequence, you know, like you had said before, you know, going back and you hear the, you know, listening to, you know, push come to shove and then listening to it again. You know, it's one of those albums 
you drop the needle or you push play or whatever you do and you listen to it from beginning to end. There is no, it's like, um, I'm not a big fan. No, you listen to it. And by the time it gets to this part, you hear that ending part, you know, where everything's and it's fading out. You're like, ah, can't wait to do it again. And then you pick it up and you flip it over and you start it one more time. Well, honestly, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. there is not a single song from the original six pack that I would ever skip over. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Is there? It's not like, I don't want to. No. I don't, uh, I've even, I've even gotten accustomed now because, um, you know, for the longest time I used to kind of be eh, not as attentive to it, but I would, I would listen to it. Um, you're no good starting out. I never liked it as a starter song. I thought it could have fit in on the album, but I thought they should have started with something else. Like, you know, lighten up the sky. That would have been the perfect starter. You know, you're yeah. sort of right. If there's a, if there's a potentially right. skippable song, it may be it, but you don't no. skip. You don't skip. No, never. No, never. No. And even no. I'll go on. And even, you know, when you get to the, um, a different kind of truth. There's, oh yeah. And that's something thanks to you. I decided I went back and, and paid attention to more because I was kind of like, that's eh, not, Van Halen, you know, the whole wolf thing. But I was like, you know what? I got to pay attention because I remember there was some material that came off that that I really liked. And it's got enough of the classic vibe with a modern punch to it. Yeah. It's just got this, oh, man. You know, and Roth, again, showing, you know, you get them together with the Van Halen boys. And it's like, hey, where you been all week? Oh, you know, I, you know, I had to go out of town. You know, meanwhile, it had been how many years since they had done anything together? You know, these guys, they're symbiotic with each other. You know, the chemistry is just amazing. Yeah, well, they, you know, that album they did, uh, you know, remotely, so. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, in the future we'll uh, do a rock and roll detention of a different kind of truth. But tonight we did Fair Warning, and Ian, I want you to pick your one song off this album your favorite song mean streets mean streets is just something magic about it, man mm-hmm. the whole thing is magic but this there's just something about the way that it starts the album it sets the tempo it sets the 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 scheme the format the texture texture is a good thing to use to describe mm-hmm. it when you look at the album cover it's got that old school looking photo, you know, that brown and black kind of thing to it. It's dark. This song sets that to it. It's just, what about you? If I were to pick a favorite song off of this. Now, Mean Street's fantastic. I could join you on that, but I'm not gonna. It okay. would have to be... <laughs> It's so damn hard. A three-song photo finish between Hear About It Later, Dirty Movies, and Push Comes to Shove. I'm going to have to eliminate Push Comes to Shove because even though it's great, it doesn't match up with movies or Hear About It Later. Oh, man. I'm not there yet. Okay. 
my number one song off fair warning hear about it later and i'm going to tell you why two reasons go right ahead one as a 14 year old and i saw the tour and i remembered them playing that and it was just you know i just loved the song and then a year later when i rediscovered the song when i saw a news magazine show called PM magazine. And they did mm. a special on Valerie and Eddie Van Halen and they played that oh. song at the beginning. Really? Yeah. I just loved it. And then maybe it's some of the fact that it was supposed to originally written on piano. Maybe it's sure. because it's, it's a you know lump in your throat or the fact that Eddie and Alex just fucking kill it. Or the fact that David Lee Roth was so goddamn fucking perfect on that and that oh break <laughs> that breakdown, but just maybe it's the way it ends. Wow, boom, all of it. But the dynamics, the dynamics are what really you know, and that's the thing with this album. You know, I mean, you those three songs that you picked are so, you know, that's why I, I threw in simple rhyme from yeah. the children first. You know, it's. The up, the down, the melodic, you know, the melodic and and slow and chimey, the freaking heavy in your face, and think about the way that it ends. Well, that's it's women and children first. No, hear about it later. No, that that well, you're talking about that. Boom! Oh no, that is. I'm sorry. That's in a simple rhyme, and that's gross. That's so sorry. Right? Okay. That's right. Uh, you see, you see, is. listeners, Ian, he's just, just, you know, he's just completely out of his mind right now. <laughs> well, anything Van Halen just yeah. makes me goosebumpy. I'm crazy. So. I'm like a kid in a camp store. Well, you know what? We could go on all night, but we're not gonna. And thank you. You know, we, we've been trying to get together and getting this done. Thank you. Fair warning. Van Halen. Yeah. Again, if you're not familiar with it, get out there. If you are familiar with it. Send us a, send us an email. Go to our website, yeah. metalmayhemroc.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Send us a letter. Say, hey, guys, you're spot on. Or, you know what? No, you're wrong. Or, you know, either or. But, you know, get in touch with us. Let us know what you thought. I'm sure that we'll deep dive into some more Van Halen as we go forward. Yeah. We love it too much. All right, Ian, I will see you soon, buddy. Listeners, remember our Monday night radio show on Metal Devastation Radio. Get up to the website, metalmayhemroc.com. Join our community by signing up for the newsletter. And as always, remember, keep it heavy. See you soon, folks. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at metalmayhemroc.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 